Welcome to another episode of We're Disappointed, the show where two average folk talk about things in media, in society, in life that tend to be disappointing. So in this particular episode, we're going to dive into the gigantic beast that is social media and all of its goods and ills. And we thought we would start it off by talking about what our first experiences were with social media. So Shay, why don't you kick us off? Well, like, how do you describe social media? So I guess the difference between like social media and I and maybe like a chat room is that a social that social media is static. Right? Because like a chat room is like, I like guess. active and like you talk to people. Do blogs count as social media? So uh, maybe I have like a a looser definition then like I guess kind of in my mind social media is just any sort of social function on the internet (laughs) so that would encompass blogs and it would encompass chat rooms okay I just googled so this thing I'm looking at says blogs count as social media okay okay this other thing says chat rooms count okay so all right, all right. So the looser definition. So wins. going by that definition, I don't really like. I, I would say my first foray into social media was, um, America Online chat rooms, in like I don't even remember when. <laughs> it was the late nineties, I think. Mm-hmm. Long ago. Late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, it it was definitely late nineties for me, because I graduated in O two. And I was definitely online before then. So it would have been, like, late 90s. I feel like um, the more recent definition, like a definition of social media that fits the current, that uh, more closely matches the current state of social media, my first foray into that would be, like, Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Like, years ago. Would LiveJournal count? I guess, kind of. I guess, technically. Because that would be my, well, my, my more modern, like, intro into social media. But what's, like, your, like, so your first is AOL chat rooms. AOL, and then LiveJournal, and then okay. Tumblr. But I feel like Tumblr is closest to what we do now. Mm-hmm. Because, like, people stalk Tumblr. Like, people didn't usually, don't usually stalk blogs to, like, comment. Right, Yeah. But, like, Tumblr is, like, instant gratification, where it's like, oh, I posted a thing. Oh, 80 people like this thing. And they're letting me know right now, like, almost in real time. Yeah. But, I mean, if you had a pretty active live journal, like, you would, you could usually get feedback pretty immediately. But it's like, but did you set up your posts with that in mind? Like, that people are going to immediately respond to it? Because, like... I feel like it's a different set of expectations. Like when I was posting on LiveJournal, I was like, okay, well, this is a thing. Let's see how it does for the week. Whereas on Tumblr, it's like, thank you, Riley. It's like, this is a thing. Let's see how it does today. I Yeah, I guess in terms of the, the time difference. But um, yeah, social media was exciting. Like in, a, in its heyday, like in the beginning where you got to 
talk to people like I'm in New York. Oh, I'm talking to this person who's like in Iowa or something. Like I know Iowa is fucking boring, but I've never been. <laughs> I've never been to Iowa or anywhere like that. I hadn't really been outside of New York other than like to go south for family. So it was like really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And just getting people, and that's like um, that's traipsing into the good things about social media, which is like you know getting a broader perspective and learning about new things seeing new things like things you would never see without actually physically going to the place yeah yeah and that's something that i loved about social media Hmm. i mean i like i guess for me it was like certainly it was a way outside of my very small like homogenous rural town um and then also just like it was difficult for me to to make friends with people like in real life, but it was so much easier Mm -hmm. to do that on the internet. Like it was just, you know, like I could actually think about what I wanted to say and stuff like that. There was like less pressure. Mm -hmm. And so it was easier for me to be more socially active if I was online. Makes sense. It was a way for me to um, interact with people better. And I feel like I took some of, those things that I, those skills that that I learned online into real life and like real life interactions with people personally. How so? Just like I used to be more tight-lipped. Mm-hmm. I used to be more closed in on myself because like people around here are like jerks, but then like talking to other people, like, you know what? I'm actually kind of funny and not like in like a, a pompous, annoying kind of way, like genuinely kind of funny. And it's like, you've, I, you realize that you have, or me personally, fewer things to be self-conscious about than you do mm-hmm. from getting a different perspective from talking to somebody else who's not in your immediate area yeah yeah no i can see that yeah, so it like gives you like more confidence mm-hmm. yeah and i just i mean thinking about it like as like a a teenager too like gaining that confidence can be really helpful um like so, like i you know like i said like i was super shy And so, like, being able to, to open up and having, like, I guess, like, fewer immediate physical circle social consequences. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, like, also, like, being able to connect with people that were into the same things that I was into. Because, like, again, very small rural town, hard to meet people in general, but then, like, also very hard to meet people that were, like, into, like, the same sort of nerdy things that I was into. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I agree with that 100%. Like, I was into anime, and for a long time, like, no one around me was into anime. Because it was, mm-hmm. it was so hard to find anime. Because oh, absolutely. Because like, I had to... Like, the stuff I was watching for a long time was just, like, what I could find on Sci-Fi Channel late night on Saturdays. And then later, um, someone at my father's job had bootleg videos because he had, like, a a two-cassette VCR. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, getting stuff from, like, Blockbuster and making a copy and then selling them for, like, 5 to $10 or whatever. A nice little business going. Yeah, but he didn't know what he was doing, though, because he didn't know what anime was. So he was just getting stuff. So I had a whole bunch of mismatched stuff and mm. episode like, installments that were, like, the middle of a series. It was <laughs> it was very annoying. Like, um, there was this show called The Hakenden, which was about 
dog warriors. And it's like, I can't really explain it because I got it in the middle of the series. Mm -hmm. I just remember there were eight dudes who were like the reincarnation of like some kind of warriors. And they all had these gems that had like names on them or numbers or something. How do you remember these details know. from something that's like fucking 20 years ago? I don't know. <laughs> but it's there. It's right there in front of my head. And um, I remember there was like a baby and the baby was born with like its fist closed. And at one point it opened and it had like a gem in its hand or something. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just blown away. This is an insane <laughs> level of detail for something that's this old. <laughs> I have no excuse. I have no explanation. It just is. Like, just imagine if you could, like, harness the power of your brain, like, for, like, good things. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if you, I don't, I don't even know what you would redirect, like, this, like, insanely powerful memory towards, <laughs> but I just feel that it would, like, make you a billionaire somehow if you could, like, be well, like, let's okay, figure it out. let's stop remembering, like, just ridiculous details about super old animes. Like, let's start remembering X, whatever it is. And then poof, you're a billionaire. And let's figure it That's out. Let's it brainstorm it. <laughs> Help us out, listeners. Let's figure out what I should try to remember instead of weird anime details. It's like, it's more than just anime. It's just like really obscure stuff. I could give you like a bunch of details about. Like, we were, like there was an episode <laughs> we are talking about Shrek or something. And you're like, how do you remember that? <laughs> how do you remember that? I'm like, I don't know. I just do. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So that's that was my, what I had for anime. And then, like, I, of course, of course, when I got a computer in my house for the first time, I was just like, that's so weird to think about for a second. Like, there are kids, you know, that have always had a computer in their house. Yeah. But when we got a computer, I remember I was in eighth grade it was a huge deal it's an event <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah when i got a computer for the first time of course that's where my the first place i went forums to look for anime and then of course Did you find a bunch of hentai of course <laughs> but then of course you had the um what was it the illegal subs the fan subs and all that and BitTorrent and having to download stuff from like chat rooms and like a million pieces and all this that was such a mess and all through dial-up i mean i don't i feel like by the time i got a computer dial-up was on its way out so i didn't have to i what, didn't really? have to suffer yeah i didn't have to suffer through dial-up for very long oh man i had dial-up for a long time like even through college i had dial-up oof yeah well I, again also part of living in a rural town like it was just like you couldn't Get faster speeds. Mm. Like it was dial up or nothing. Damn. <laughs> so it was dial up. Yeah, it sucked. I feel like I had dial up for like maybe a year, a year and a half. And then we got cable or something. I thought we had dial up with two phone lines because mm-hmm. someone would always want to be like, my parents are the most on the phone people. Like, I don't understand it. Like, why are y'all always, they were always on the phone. Like, go see these people. Get off the phone. Stop talking on the phone. <laughs> go outside. Like, even now, my mother does that. She's always on the phone. But, um, like, we have a we have a landline right now. And it's totally just for her. Like, no one else uses this shit. But, um, I feel like we got off track. <laughs> well, should I talk about my first forays? Sure. Okay. So, I never had AOL. Um, we got the internet through um like i i started doing well i did homeschool in the in third grade but then i went back and then we started doing it again in eighth grade and that's when um 
Yeah, it was eighth grade. Um, that's that's when we got dial-up for the first time. Um, and so, like, my first forays there were, like, I was on ICQ and um, IRC. Uh, mm-hmm. So I used those two chat co- clients. Um, I think I, like, dabbled in, like, the MSN chat rooms. But those were always, like, too, like, chaotic for me. Like, I really liked IRC because you could find specific chat rooms that, like, that were, like, really kind of tailored to interests. Um, mm-hmm. And so so IRC was was definitely one of my favorites. I, got, I had ICQ more for, like, um, like, friends, like, people I knew in real life. Mm-hmm. And then IRC more for... Like, I'm going to interact with people outside of my friend group. Um, and then, of course, I had GeoCities websites, too. I don't know if that counts. I don't think so. But, like, I had, like, I mean, they had, like, the web rings and everything. And I had, like, the um, the guest book. And, like, I've mentioned before, like, it was, like, quite the the hub of information for that particular show. Um and then I also ran a, um, a listserv for a while, mm. which also may count as social media. I did have IRC and I did have um, ICQ, but that was more just my curiosity and trying to figure out how they work because I didn't mm-hmm. know anybody on any of those. <laughs> mm. I would try to get people to move over to those just so we could like mess around with it some more. But mm-hmm. everyone was like, no, AOL is easier. I'm like, fine. Fine. I remember my ICQ number mm-hmm. like speaking of things that you shouldn't remember because it's old and it's irrelevant to you now <laughs> but um my icq number was one one two five seven four nine oh nine jeez louise <laughs> i don't know why i remember that but i'll probably remember it on my deathbed mm. i'll like shout it out like right as i'm dying and then whoever's like in the room with me will think it's like a secret code to like riches or something like that and it won't be but they'll spend some time trying to figure it out. And that gives me pleasure. Best troll. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I, I guess those were my, my earliest forays into that. I, like, had a group of people that I talked to that were from England. Mm. I think those are, like, the furthest away friends that I had. I think the furthest I had was Hawaii. Nice. And then um, from there was uh, live journal. Like I like after those mm-hmm. chat room days and AOL fell out of favor. I feel like we all became more insular. It's like okay, these are the friends I got. This is what I'm sticking with right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like as far as like messaging and actively interacting with. And then we went into live journal. I think that was like high school for me. It was probably about the same for me. And that was such a fucking mistake. <laughs> like live journal is okay if no one you know is reading your entries yeah <laughs> it was like um like everyone that I was pretty much friends with from my high school was on there and then i remember this bitch was like cutting and pasting stuff i was saying it wasn't even saying anything really bad but she was cutting and pasting stuff and sending it to people i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you did you ever have a myspace i just remembered that one yes I feel everyone had a MySpace. Were you active on it? Um, active-ish. Like, there, I 
never really found a purpose for it. Like I didn't reach out to people on it. I didn't message anybody. Like I just set up a page so people could message me if they wanted, but I didn't really care mm-hmm. about it. I set up a MySpace for Oliver. I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's cute. <laughs> I like, <laughs> like pretended that I was him because like that was like a thing that people did. Like they set up pages for their animals and then they would like post like pictures or something like that. And it'd be like Oliver, like he'd be like playing with some string or something like that. And I would say like, like, I'm so happy, like, Mama got me this toy today, or something like that. It was just, like, it was silly. It was cute, though. People still do that. They just do it on Instagram. Really? Now. Yep. Oh, yeah, and I guess they, you're right. I guess you're right. And then they make thousands of dollars doing partnerships with pet brands. See, you know what? I should have stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> they do exactly that thing. My brother had a MySpace and he was way more active on it. It's like, I, I don't know, like, I feel that, like, like I, I get, like, we're not that far apart, but I just feel that it's like we're far enough apart, but close enough that there's, like, a little bit of a generation gap. And also, like, anything that he thinks is cool, like, I had to, I just, like, kind of automatically was like, no. Mm. (laughs) Like, I remember it was like that with, like, Pokemon. Like, I was a little too old for it, and he was into it, and so I was like, well, this must be foolish. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's just like, I don't know, like, my brother, like, on MySpace just made such an ass out of himself all the time. That it was like hard for me to take the whole thing seriously. Well, what did he do that made it? That he was taking an ass out of himself. He would like he would like write these messages to girls that like were just like really cheesy and stupid. Like, oh baby, I would take such good care of you. Like you're so beautiful. It's like you were like, like twelve. What are you talking about? Yeah, like I, I he was like probably like fourteen or something like that. But still, like very young. And it was just so stupid. And he would, like, write those things all the time. So, like, all of, like, I don't even know who all these girls were. I don't even know if he knew who all these he girls didn't were. Know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and it would just be so funny. Like, and it, I, like, I couldn't, like, obviously I didn't take him seriously. Because how could you take someone like that seriously? But what I did, and I think I told you this one time. Like, I, like, got all of his, um his like postings to these girls and like I created like this like fake like album (laughs) like a record album and like I took snippets from like all of his postings and had them as like the song titles and like he had like posted like this picture of himself like leaning against a car like he was like super cool and I had that being like the album cover it was hilarious oh jeez it was so stupid jeez He gave me a lot of good material, though. How did he feel about that? Did he take it in good humor, or...? Uh, he wasn't that amused. Mm. I was like, well, stop giving me material. I won't have anything to go on. Yeah, I don't know. MySpace was irrelevant to me before MySpace died. It's just like, after a point, I just stopped going. I was like, eh, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then after MySpace came Facebook. And it's like... I had been aware of Facebook for a long time before I actually joined Facebook. And like the reason mm-hmm. I joined was shitty. It was um like I told you, like when I was in college, like a friend of mine died, like in a car accident. And like she had 
been to my high school for like two years and she like transferred out and like that was the whole reason i got on to like let people know what had happened Mm. because it was like the person who contacted me was like her best friend who lived like in her area because like she lived pretty far to be going to our school Mm -hmm. so it's not like she was like in in the neighborhood or whatever like when she was gone she was gone (laughs) but um there are people i know who knew her who would want to know so like i had gotten in touch with them just to let them know yeah and then like i didn't touch it for like four years after, for like four years after that and then people were like oh are you on myspace i'm like why is anyone on myspace not myspace i'm sorry facebook like facebook was like initially just for people in college wasn't it yeah that was initially what it was like, you had to have a high a college email address or some shit like that mm-hmm. now it's a cesspool yeah it's a boomer cesspool <laughs> that's so weird that that happened yeah well i mean i feel like that kind of happens like with a lot of different social media places like it's like it starts out and like the kids are using it and then like the olds move in and the kids are like fuck this place and so they like leave and then they start something else and then it's just the olds left Mm -hmm. what can i say about facebook i technically have a facebook right now but it's only to um link the mobile games i play so i don't lose my progress Mm -hmm. i like don't even have it under my real name because i don't want it to be associated with me at all (laughs) understandable all right so after facebook came twitter i guess for me it was twitter well i think I think, like, Tumblr came in between that for me. Mm. But we can talk about Twitter. Yeah, I, I went to Twitter, and I liked Twitter because it was just yelling into the void. Because, like, there was no... It wasn't a whole lot of interaction for me, so I guess maybe it's not, mm-hmm. te- not technically social media. The social part was missing. But it was, like, it was there for people to see and interact with that they mm-hmm. wanted. Well, I, I was just going to say, like, I certainly don't interact really with anyone or like i post things every very once in a while or like Mm -hmm. retweet something every once in a while but it's certainly not something that i'm social on it's really more of a place like i follow like i follow comedians i follow artists and i follow um like news organizations and journalists and so it's like a place for me to have some funnies see some good art and uh see what these journalists have to say so you're more like in the audience aspect of it you don't do the mm-hmm. putting i mean what yeah. you described that's how i feel about tumblr like that's what i mostly do i don't really well i used to be way more there. active on tumblr yeah I, I used to be very active on tumblr not anymore tumblr i feel was the predic the precursor to instagram because i feel like they have a similar format yeah a bit where you just post pictures and you can put text if you want, but it's mostly like image mm-hmm. driven. And then you get every Yahoo's two pennies under your picture all the time. But that's the goal on uh, Tumblr anyway. Yeah, I think that's like, I don't know. That's what kind of, I just got, I just got very tired. <laughs> like everything just started like costing way too much energy for me. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I can't, I can't be bothered with this anymore. Like I'm too old now. Too old and too tired. And I just don't care enough. <laughs> yeah, the world of social currency is annoying. Like, that would lead into, like, my bullet point about the bad parts of Tumblr, uh, of social media mm-hmm. in general, and just, like, essentially clout. How many likes can I get? Yeah. How many things? Like, it can be obsessive. Like, if you're trying to make something, 
like promote a business or have some kind of uh, make people look at you. Like me speaking as someone who tried that a little bit, but it's like it's not in my personality to do that. Like if I had the money, mm-hmm. I would just hire someone else to do the shit for me. Yeah. To like post pictures all the time and post comments and like be witty. It's draining because it's like I like for my writing, I feel like I have to do that to get um more readers because it's so not competitive but it's so oversaturated Mm -hmm. but it's just like like i said in the last episode the one about writing how it's like impossible to like get genuine interactions like on twitter anyway because everyone's posting the same garbage and being poly positive in the um the writing hashtag and all their shit for clout and it's just like y'all y'all can have that i don't want that Mm mm-hmm but um, Instagram, I don't even know what the writer scene is because I see like two, two. Like I have not organically found any writers on there at all. So it's just like your whole audience, like when you do those kinds of things, is like people who are trying to do the same thing you're doing. So it's like, mm-hmm. what do you do there? But um, you go ahead. What's your point? Well, it's just like um, there is this writer that I follow on Twitter and I, I follow him on Instagram too because he also posts like, pictures of his that's how I originally started following him is that he um he had a separate account for his cats um uh like I think it was called like why my cat is sad or something and it was just like he had this cat that had like its default expression was like sad panda sort of deal Mm -hmm. (laughs) super cute he uh, um recently died like he had he, he had four cats and one, sorry, I'm going to talk about this guy's cats now. Like, one is, like, super old. His name is Ralph. And he's, like, in his 20s. Wow. He's, like, a very old man. Yeah, but he still just seems to be, like, chugging along, having a good time. And then there was the bear, which was the sad cat. And then, um, what was the sweary cat's name? I can't remember his name now. Shipley, that's what his name was, Shipley. And then Roscoe is the newest one. Mm-hmm. And so the bear and Shipley, they both died recently. They were also old men, um, but Ralph outlived them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Roscoe's the newest one. She's a, um, a younger little lady. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started following because he would post funny pictures of his cats. And he would always have like funny captions for them and stuff like that. And then like he also writes books... Um, like, usually, like, focused on, like, like, essays about, like, nature and stuff like that. Um, although he's written, like, some, some fiction as well. And he's, like, uh, written, like, essays about his cats and stuff. And he also um, always goes on walks. He lives in, like, uh, rural England. And he always posts really pretty, pretty pictures of, like, the things that he sees. Mm-hmm. But, like, my, my whole point of all of this is that, like... Like, he's someone who, like, very obviously, like, curates his social media presence Mm -hmm. and, like, puts a lot of thought into it. And that just seems to me, like, such a huge amount of work. Like, I I don't know how he does it because it just, like, it's like he, there's always content being posted. And it's like, there's always, like, new pictures. There's always, like, like, he has, like, a really neat house with, like, um, like really neat interior design. And so he's always posting, like, Instagram-worthy pictures of that. And I just, like, think about, like, 
like you, you are writing books. Like he has written books and they, they're published books. And, and you're also doing all this social media stuff. And I'm just like, my God, dude, you must be doing this like 24 seven. Like it just seems to me that it's such a massive amount of work. So I can definitely see like why it's difficult. Like you said, like for you, because I just can't even imagine the amount of effort that it must take to like maintain an online social media constant presence while also actually trying to, you know, write. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he seems like he has, you know, a leg up, like he lives in like picturesque England, English countryside or something. Whereas mm-hmm. I live in New York suburb where there's not a whole lot here. <laughs> yeah. And he lives in an interesting house. I live in a regular ass house. Like I don't have a whole lot to work on. And it's like, if I had those things, I would do that because it takes nothing to like take a picture of my cat in front of the window. But it's like, there's nothing on the other side of the window. My curtain is just a curtain. It's not particularly interesting. I go out and walk around. You're just going to see some houses with some people hanging around outside. Uh, yeah. It's like, if you have the, st- like if I was going to do something like that, I'd have to travel at least twice mm-hmm. a week and load up on a bunch of pictures and then try to like cue them to go out or something. And it's just like, I can't do that. <laughs> Especially like mm-hmm. now in the middle, like, you know, we're still in COVID times, despite what people think. And it's just like, how the fuck do I do that? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't mind doing it, but it's just like, how would I do, how would I do that? It's like, mm-hmm. where, and I have to figure out where to go and research. And I don't particularly like traveling like that by myself. So I'd have to get someone to come with me and I had to work around their schedule. And it's just, it's a mess. Mm-hmm. All this for clout that I don't even want. I just want to sell books. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care about internet points. Just buy my books. <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah, like, I, like, I'm just not, I guess, social enough of a person to really... Because I know it's like people, like, they go after the clout because of, like, you know, like, the, the little, like, bonus mental points that you get whenever you get a like or something like that. Or, like, an interaction is, like, you know, is, like, a little, like, boost of happiness. But I just don't, I guess I just don't really get, like, the same kind of boost from that. Like, it it takes more effort to do the post than is worth, like, any sort of response that I would get from that. Mm. I mean, you could just treat it like a scrapbook, which is what I was doing initially with my first Instagram, like, my main one. It's like, I'm just putting this up because it's easier sometimes to just link, like, you and Two Beards and uh, Richard to it than sending it to y'all mm-hmm. individually. And stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I really would only send a picture to like you or Tara. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and just the hashtag game is so irritating. Because it's like, you got to find a hashtag that's used, but not used too much. Because if there's too many people in it, you will get swallowed up and You're no one will like see it. You're just like drowned in it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and if you try to make one that's all your own... No one's going to be in there. No one's going to look in there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. People don't know it exists. Exactly. So, so, ugh, it's a mess. Like, just coming from the standpoint of someone who's tried to use it and failed, it's a mess. It's not fun. I think that the most, like, like I guess, quote-unquote, successful that I've been on social media in terms of just, like, actually regularly interacting and posting was my early Tumblr days. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was fun because, like, 
it was like in the the golden days of fandom when I wasn't jaded yet. <laughs> and like being able to like post writing and like see that people enjoyed it and like just like, you know, knowing that people were actually reading it first of all, but like even more than that, they liked it. Like that was a lot of fun. And so I really liked being able to interact with people on that front. And like, I, you, I think you probably remember, like I would always post like those, like, like meme questions or whatever. And like, I would send them to other people too. Mm -hmm. And so that was like a lot of fun to like be able to interact that way. Sometimes I miss that. Because it was just, like, fun to be able to answer, like, these random questions. Yeah. But, eh. Uh, no one does that anymore. Why not? I don't know. Because everyone's moved to TikTok <laughs> or something. I don't know. I, um, I was going to say, like, the way you did it, because, like, I would say you were a uh, high, lowest tier Tumblr famous. But it's like everyone came there, came to your Tumblr because they liked your, your fandom work. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I don't know. It's like for everything I've ever done, I don't understand it. Like people will post that they like my stuff. They'll post, but they'll never, they won't follow me though. Mm-hmm. Like, or they'll like, they'll leave a like or something and then no one will say anything to me. Like I, the, the most um, popular I felt was when people were doing like the fan art. And that's mm-hmm. when I met um, Lena or whatever. I don't know what the hell she's doing now. Okay, mm-hmm. I lied. I said yeah, my, yeah. my my furthest away friend was Hawaii. No, my furthest away friend was her. <laughs> Where does she live like, again? She's somewhere yeah, in Europe. Yeah, like Poland. Okay. Something like that. And she has like a boyfriend in Germany, so she goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, it's like it's really weird. It's also really discouraging because I don't understand. It's like okay, you like it, but not enough to, like obviously I know some people just aren't into social media and following people and all that. But it's like all of you, <laughs> mm-hmm. all of you. Like that just seems weird. And I know now, like um, with my current situation with writing, like a lot of my readers are boomers. And it's like, I guess I'm... Oh, so they're not really online anyway. No, it's like, I guess I'm lucky y'all are on Facebook. And they're all so nice, but I just, again, I just wish there were more of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all really nice and encouraging, and they say nice things. And from what I've seen, I only had one that was like a shithead. And I'm like, I don't understand why you're reading my stuff if you have these kinds of views. Like, I am not for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she was like kind of Trumpy. And she was very, she was mm, bitter. Gross. She was bitter about something. I don't know. I don't remember what her problem was. But she was like posting some shit. I was like, yeah, you're, you're getting a, a mute. I don't want to see anything you have to say. Thanks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I understand it. It's weird. People are weird. But again, this is a downside of social media. Yeah. Because like you could technically do everything right and then still not pop off the way you want to. Mm-hmm. I guess that's just interacting with people in general. But um, one thing I really don't like about social media, which feeds into everything else we were talking about, is the hive mind aspect. Mm-hmm. Where people click to... Like, people do this in person, but I feel like it's more pervasive in social media because it's so fast. 
it's so accessible, mm-hmm. it's so easy to do, to click together with people who have similar ideas or ideas that you like. And it doesn't matter that they're right. You just will not hear anything else because your click says it's good. And, and mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, take it, like, people need to be more discerning or, like, think for a sec. Like, I don't understand people who get so clouded by, my friend said, like, adult people, like, not children, not TikTok people, though they are in there too. Like, my friend said this, so this must be right. My friend sent me this. I don't need to look up anyone else's take on this. This is correct. And it's like, no, it's <laughs> that's not how that works. What are you doing? We, I mean, like that extends, like I, I obviously, like you're talking about, like like fandom. I think mostly, um, but no, I'm talking like, like politics too. Yeah, well, that was where I was going to take it. Was just that it's like the confirmation bias sort of thing. Is just you see an article, doesn't matter where it's from, or like a meme or something like that. And it, like, confirms how you want your the world to be, like, the outlook that you want to be true. And so you're just going to accept it without any sort of, you know, looking it up or anything like that. Or um, trying to see what the source is. Anything. But, I mean, I that's, like, I guess just a part of human nature. I mean, mm-hmm. it's certainly something that's been around for a hell of a long time. It's just that, like, before, like, information would be contained to, like your like family or your village or something like that and like now it just like spreads like wildfire lots of people have said like way more intelligent and uh rich things about uh that aspect of social media but like it certainly is a problem and it's like i feel like something that we absolutely need to deal with or we're like heading real fast to like I feel basically the downfall of humanity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we like can't handle this amount of information. Like it's it's too much for us to take in. We uh, lack the uh, the tools and the skills to be able to properly sift through all of it. And it's just like you uh, see people just really quickly poisoned by these extreme viewpoints that they find on the internet. And it's it's really sad, honestly. Like, it's sad and it's scary. Mm-hmm. Dogen started watching a special on HBO Max talking about um, QAnon. Like, it's a series. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much, this, it's like exactly what we're talking about, where people are just, <laughs> like... I'm not going to sit here and lie and say I don't like conspiracy theories. Like, they're fun, but it's not like I don't build my life around conspiracy, the belief of conspiracy theories. And it's just, like, people getting sucked into that via, again, like, a different part of social media. Like, um, what is it called? Like, boards, like, message boards and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You, got, you have something to say? It's just so weird to me that, well, I'll also sucked into it with, like, YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Like, YouTube just spoon-feeding you garbage over and over again. But, like, I just, I think that it's so weird that, like, theoretically, these are, like, relatively normal people. <laughs> like, like they, they're, you know, relatively stable. And then it's just, like, they get fed this steady diet of poison and they they turn into like this crazy wacky person and it's like 
it's very difficult for me to understand it because I just feel that at some point your bullshit meter has to be activated. Exactly. And you have to be like, like wait a saying. minute. <laughs> like, saying. I don't know. <laughs> and so I just don't like, it's like, I feel that I'm left with like, like two conclusions. Like one is either their bullshit meter is broken and it's just like, it's not activating for some reason. Like nothing's pinging it. Or two, their bullshit meter is just fine, but like it's just it. this information has like it like yeah, it's like an insidious way of like getting past those barriers and like just something that you take in. And so if it's the latter, then I feel that like any single one of us is quite honestly susceptible to this. And that's mm. really terrifying to me. I don't know. I mean, I feel like even if it's getting past the bullshit meters, I feel like there's something in these people where they're just resistant to anyone saying anything else. Because I'm sure, not all of them, I'm sure some of them live very secluded, isolated lives. But these ones where they have family that's trying to pull them back from the brink. It's like, I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not for all of them, but I'm sure for at least some of you, your family has tried to tell you before that you're, you're, this is not it. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. This is wrong. This is not right because this reason. And it's just like, nope, nope, I'm, I'm not listening. It's like, why? Why wouldn't, because your mom's telling you? Because your cousin's telling you? Like, why are they, why are they less reputable than stranger on the internet? I like, at least for the case of my parents, I think it's because, like, because your daughter's trying to tell you. <laughs> and it's like, they think they're like the grown up. They know better. They know better than anyone else. They certainly know better than me. Mm -hmm. And so they don't have to listen to me. They've done research. My mom's saying, like, I've done my research. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure you have. And, like, I remember, like, my dad, like, because I remember asking him, like, well, what are your sources for that? And he would, like, quote, like, some bullshit, like, whatever. And I told him, like, straight up, I was like, if you were my student in my class and you use that as a source, I would fail you. Mm. <laughs> like... It's not an acceptable source. It is not an an accurate and authentic source. Yes, accurate, <laughs> authentic, more than one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is there no news source at all that you would trust for anything that's that's not mired in all of this? Like, you don't have one. Like, you look at the news for the weather, like, you trust them for that. Why don't you trust them for anything yeah, else? Yeah, they can be trusted for that. Well, because it's it's mainstream media conspiracy. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> it's only these other websites that are telling the truth yeah right yeah and that's like the thing is like when you when you start like getting that far gone it's like there's i feel like there's really nothing that you can do because like if you try to like have a conversation with them like the only way that you can really talk to them is if you go into their alternate reality and it's just like like you can't say like but but like mom or dad or something like you know, this article from like the New York Times or something like that says blah, 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 because they're going to be like, that's the New York Times. They're the enemy. They're the enemy of the people, whatever it is. And so it's just like, you can't, there, there's no source that you can cite that they would accept because it's all part of this big conspiracy. But then how do they feel when these people that they are throwing their trust behind, like throw them under the fucking bus? Like Alex Jones and um, I forgot that lady, the one who's like 
in trouble with Dominion systems right now. Oh, Sydney Powell. Yes. And they're like, yeah. well, it's not my fault. These people are fucking dumb. Like, that's their, those are their defense. That's their defense. Yeah. These people yeah. are fucking stupid. No, I thought that was hilarious. That, like, Powell, that was Powell's, uh, <laughs> like, defense was that, like, no reasonable person would believe the things that I was saying. <laughs> and it's like, how, how, like, how does that make them feel? Like, they should feel some kind of way. And that should make them question everything. <sighs> like, I think that, like... It, it maybe makes some of them question it. But I think that for a lot of people, it's going to be like, oh, like, no, it's just like the, the, the media has their backs up against the wall. Like, like, they don't really mean that. Like, did you see that there were like, what is it? What is that number? Like eight words or something? That like Nazi number? I don't know. <laughs> Like, you, there X a no, number of words in there. That's the secret message that means that, that, you know, they don't really mean this. They mean that instead. And blah, 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 blah. Stupid. So you're in that, um, In that special, like, we only watched the first episode. Some, like, I guess a lot of these people they were talking to are XQ people. And mm-hmm. one of them was, like, showing a picture of, like, Trump and some people who all had their thumbs up. And it's just this one really awkward guy, like, in the middle. And his arm is, like, too low. or so. It's not like he has, like, mobility issues. He just would not lift his arm higher to do the thumbs up. And they're like, oh, this is a Q. They're signaling Q and on. It's like, no, this guy's just awkward as shit. And so are you for doing that. Like, stop. Yeah. See, it's like, they're just, they're gonna, like, if they want to believe... They're going to figure out any sort of bullshit way that they can to believe. So, like, Sidney Powell could, like, come up and personally, like, take a shit on their face. And they would try to read it like tea leaves or something. They would like it, though, I'm sure. Yeah, they probably would. Some of them are into that. So, that's the, you know, that's, like, the worst of the worst of social media. Well, not the worst of the worst. I mean, people have killed people. Use social media to hurt people. That's that's pretty bottom rung, bottom tier. Mm-hmm. But a good part is, like you said earlier, we met over social media. We've met on Tumblr. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You are one of my oldest internet friends. I think Kenzie predates you by like a year or so. It's Richard and then it's you. Although I guess technically they, I there's that other girl named Jennifer. Do you remember she's like the uh, the vet in Kansas? I don't know. No. <laughs> No, I like I asked you to go check her out one time because she was writing books and self publishing oh, them too. Okay. I remember I asked her a question and she took like a month to get back to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she I don't I don't we couldn't really call ourselves friends anymore, I don't think. Um because we just don't talk anymore. But we used to be pretty close for a while. Mm-hmm. She was a nice lady. I mean it happens like in real life like that. Mm-hmm. Where you talk to talk, you can talk to someone every day, and then just life takes you different places. Yep. So social media is, you know, it's neither here nor there. It's just what we do with it, and I feel like it's too freewheeling. Like I'm not anti, you know, I'm obviously not anti uh, free speech, but I feel like we need to have something in place to counter it, so that we have less things like this mob mentality, QAnon weird shit that we got going on currently. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's, like, at least part of the work that I try to do in my job with, like, um, media and information literacy and just, like, how to conduct yourself on the internet like a nice person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
everyone and like how to like check sources yeah yeah i mean especially kids like there's a huge amount of bullying that goes on i just like i can't even imagine being a kid right now and and like it's like you know like before it's like if you were bullied at school like you would go home theoretically and it would be a safer space like your bullies wouldn't follow you Mm -hmm. Unless, like, you had, you know, your family was also a bully. But, like, you know, at least hopefully you would come home and and your family would be supportive and you could leave the bullies at school. Right. But now it's just, like, the bullies are fucking everywhere. They're in your fucking pocket. And it just must be really hard. Yeah. I mean, it's not even touching. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, I I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Real quick. Like, I mean... That's what blocking is for. That's what privating stuff is for. And I understand sometimes people do block in private and people do come after them. But I feel like these stories where you hear about like the worst type of like the kids just sit there and take it. And it's like, no, delete the app. Get off. Don't get on nothing anymore. Stay off it for a little bit. And I I guess Mm -hmm. like kids are dumb for lack of a better term. And like their parents don't know what the hell is going on because they're not watching them because they let social media be their babysitter and shit but it's like there that's not not a good point i guess but there are things in place in social media where you don't have to sit there and take abuse mm-hmm. but some a lot of people don't they just sit there and they take it and it's like what is why why do that well i mean i like for kids it's just they they just don't know like they don't know any better and like they're you know the adults in their life that should be helping them and protecting them like aren't doing their jobs Mm. but i just like i can't imagine like also just well this is like this was something that was in the news uh, not too long ago that uh that recently promoted editor to teen vogue that had to resign mm-hmm. because of like racist things that she said as a teenager mm-hmm. like tara and, and christian and i were talking about that because we were just thinking about like um just it, it doesn't even have to be like like racist shit but just like really embarrassing shit <laughs> Mm-hmm. that you post as a kid and then like it follows you as an adult and just like how thankful we are that we are like right at that generational cutoff where that like didn't apply to us that's it's sh- like i had some embarrassing things but they were on geocities and geocities is dead well, that shit is so-, <laughs> so it's like good luck finding like it. that particular um instance like it's it's crazy to me because it's like i feel there needs to be I was talking to two beards about this. Like there needs to be some kind of cutoff or grace period for these kinds of things. Like she was like 16. Yeah. And it's like, we all did a lot of stupid shit when we were 16. We were talking about that too. Like about how, like, like it it was one of the journalists I follow. Like he was retweeting some thoughts about this and I, I really liked them. Like it was just like questions about like, what is our ultimate goal here? Like, is our ultimate goal to just, like, punish and shame? Or is our ultimate goal to, like, educate and inform and let people grow and progress? Mm -hmm. It's punishing. (laughs) Because, like, if it's just, yeah, but it's just, like, like, that shouldn't be our goal. Like, like, people, like, fuck up. Like, people are learning. And I I was, like, um, like, just pointing to the, you know, Tara and I both grew up in the same rural, very homogenous town. And, like, there were, like, ways that people talked that we just didn't even realize were, like, bad. And and it wasn't until, like, we, uh, 
like got out a little bit more into the world. We went to college, like our horizons were broadened and we realized like, oh, like that's not okay. And, and so it's just like, like, what if like you were born to like shitty racist parents or something and you just had like no idea, like this was just like way people talked around you. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you grow up and you realize you're like, fuck, like that was terrible. Like that, you know, is it the person that I want to be like and and but then it's like on fucking social media. And so it's just, yeah, it's like at at what point do we like forgive kids for making dumbass mistakes? Like I could see if she like was still doing, you know, it. yeah. And like didn't like say she was sorry for it or anything. But yeah, I just I thought that was kind of. That was kind of fucked up. It's crazy. And then the person who was crying for her to come down from that position, like, has the N-word all over her social media when she was a kid. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, she was opposed to this person being editor-in-chief because of this. And and that's like, did you, did you forget? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when I was talking to... Oh, um, man. Two beards about it. I was like, I, said, I feel like the first one probably realized you know she made a mistake she grew up she learned i said the second one seems like she just learned to say that in a different way which was trying mm-hmm. to tear her down and all other stuff I was, she's, i'm pretty sure that one didn't learn anything that's really sad but i just i like i really like agree with what that that journalist was talking about like just that we have to really reframe how we approach this whole thing like yeah, like, you can't let people get away with being assholes. But you also have to give people the chance to realize what they've done and grow from it and make amends and move on. And then it's over. Like, you can't, like, keep pulling up fucking, like, 15-year receipts on something that's over and done with. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's, like, it's it's kind of, like, the trouble with social media is that it's not like, like, traditional, like print media or something like that where it's like you know you can like have a book go out of prints or or you know something it's just social media just always seems so immediate regardless of when it was posted Mm -hmm. it always seems like it's like now and and so i think that it's difficult for people i i don't think it should be difficult but i feel that people believe that it's difficult to kind of understand the passage of time when it comes to like when things are posted mm-hmm. it's like she posted that when she was a kid it's like come on yep. like there, there's got to be like a period of of growth and progression here it's like i could see if she posted it like yesterday or something mm-hmm. <laughs> but she did it the thing I don't understand that these people don't do this person I'm gonna I'm gonna I don't know that many details about her part of it the um the one who got tired fired from Teen Vogue but like mm-hmm. have social media as like I guess this would be something her parents would have to tell her but she's like old enough that her parents probably didn't know shit about any of this not tied to your name delete mm-hmm. it when you start doing stuff that you want to do and have that tied to your name. Like, two different identities. Like, get rid of... Like, these people sit here on these same accounts talking shit and being racist. And then they want to use the same account to, like, try to start a beauty no, brand or like, something. It's like, are you stupid? It's so bizarre to me. Like, there's been, like, some recent, uh, like, discussion. At least some, some of the people that I follow on, on Twitter. Like, talking about how, like, 
especially with like the younger generation, like Gen Z, where they're just like they're posting too much personal mm-hmm. stuff about themselves. It's just like they're putting their whole fucking life on there. And like, first of all, it's really yep. dangerous. Like everybody's not trying there's to be just, your friend. There's so many like, yeah. Like some people are trying to actively hurt you. So it's just like insane that you would do that. But then it's just like like I just don't understand like the like where that knowledge was lost. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because I feel that, like, at least for me, and I'm sure it was probably the same for you, too, which is, like, don't tell anyone on the internet who you are. Like, you have to hide this, you have to hide that. Yep. Like, you shouldn't tell anyone, like, you know, the, how old you are, your real name, your birthday, nothing. Like, just keep all of that under wraps. And so that's really kind of how I've proceeded. <laughs> like, I, uh, like, don't put a whole lot of personal information out there. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like... When did we forget that? I don't know. It's like, it's a big disconnect. It's like, you can, it's not saying don't make friends. It's not saying be actually afraid of people, but it's like, let maybe let people earn that part of you rather yeah. than just give it away and then have yeah, them just turn have it on, on like, you and like, pinned post and like everyone can see your business. Yep. It's weird. It's weird. It's so weird. It's dangerous. Yep. And I feel that's more than just like a generational disconnect. It's just, something is missing there <laughs> and of course if you try to tell them something you're old they're like okay all right yeah well i'll see you in like 15 years when your career comes crashing mm. down because you're a little dumbass right mm-hmm. now <laughs> so i want to know like I, i'm sure we don't have any gen z listeners but on the off chance that we do i want to know why this why do you do this <laughs> what's after gen z is yeah. it like alpha now or something oh you know um I, like, saw an article reference what they were going to be calling the next one, and I don't remember what it was. I, yeah, I just don't remember. Well, if you know that, listeners, let us know that, too. (laughs) Just just tell us everything. Fill in all the blanks. That's what you're here for. You got any outgoing thoughts? Yeah, just be nice to each other and keep yourselves safe. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Be nice to each other, keep yourselves safe, and we'll see you next week. Yes. You've just listened to We Are Disappointed. Intro music is Feels Bad by Strong Suit. Outro music is Decisions by Dream Heaven. You can find them on the Free Music Archive in Pixabay. If you have something that disappoints you, you can send us a line at We're Disappointed on Twitter and Instagram or our website at weirdisappointed.com, and we can be disappointed together in future shows. Thanks for listening.